Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us one more night from Beyond the Booth. Phil Harris, Randall Cunningham, here with you to wrap up all the action of the opening round in Georgia, Alabama, North Carolina, round two in Tennessee. So we'll have a lot of information to relay to you. Of course, Phil joins us every week from the WQSB scoreboard. Phil, a lot of action in Alabama this week. Oh, yeah, first round of the playoffs. Of course, you know, in our coverage area, we've got to where, you know, we have a lot of teams that go deep in the playoffs now. I can remember several years back where first or second round, a lot of time was it for our teams. But, uh, you know, I, I really think, and I've talked about this before, that I think in Alabama, we're in northeast Alabama, where like Fife and Piedmont have been kind of the models that have, you know, been successful to mm-hmm. the playoffs, but I think those two teams have kind of brought everybody up to their level, and we have a lot of teams from around in our northeast Alabama area that does well, especially one, two, and three A yes. in the playoffs. And I think those two kind of are the models, and everybody else has kind of followed suit because it's brought Pisgah up to that level, it's brought Sylvania up to that level, uh, and schools like that, and, and so. You know, you can sit back and not like teams like Piedmont Fife, but they've carried everybody to a higher level in high school football in Northeast Alabama. Well, you know, I, I directly relate Piedmont and Coach Smith to what's happening at Sylvania. I think Coach Van takes it as a personal challenge, matching up each year with four 300-game winners on his schedule. It's a daunting task, but as a young coach, it's a task you should gladly accept any day of the week. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, you set the bar. The bar is set. Uh, you just have to follow suit, you know. And you know you know your limitations. You know your expectations. And uh, you know you have to get better to compete at that level because if you can compete at that level, you can, you can beat anybody. So, and your kids feed off of that, too. You know, if they're competing with the Piedmonts, they know they can play with a Marsh Hill. That a hundred percent, and Phil, um, you know we got a special guest uh, that's from one of those programs. That I feel like if you look at the, uh, we had everybody in the valley win in round one, and I I credit a lot of that success to the success that came out of Marion County in South Pittsburgh and Marion County has made everybody better. And tonight on the show we've got uh, defensive passing game coordinator Rick Coach Ricky Gilly. And his son, Kevin, joining us to talk about their big third-round matchup here at the top of the hour. Oh, yeah. They're one of those teams that set the bar for everybody else. And it's been that way at South Pittsburgh for a long time. A very long time. Hats off off to that program. It is totally football-driven, a community that loves football. And they have been successful year after year. It's just it seems like this year is one of those exceptional years. Absolutely. Uh, teams, that, teams that don't come along very often. Well, Phil, um, I think that's right. That that team, and I wouldn't say it in front of Coach Gilly. Gilly Coach Gilly, I booked him three weeks ago, and he said, and his, his concern was, Randall, what if we're not playing no more? That's a coach. And that's how a coach should feel. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, and of course he said that and I understood, but at the time when I booked him and I even told him this week, I, I'd pick four teams from this area to go to the state finals and uh, South Pittsburgh was one of them. 
And I was like, and don't let that intimidate you, none, Coach, that I picked you to win the state championship. Yeah, yeah, and it's understandable. So, and that's like, you know, we think about possibly getting Luke Pruitt on next week. Yeah. Um, you know, and, of course, they've got a game to play. Uh, this coming week, they've got to go to Tanner. Tanner's a high-scoring team, and you never know when a team might fall flat. I mean, Pisgah will be favored, but, you know, there's always – you don't know what, you know, happens during the week. Do kids get sick? You go there and you lay a egg and you have a bunch of turnovers and penalties that keeps Tanner in the ball game. So, you know, you don't want to jinx them, uh, but hopefully I'm just going to wait and, you know, and after the game's over on Friday, I'll give him and maybe he'll be on with us next week because that'll be getting into the quarterfinal round. And it'll be really exciting because, you know, the best the best way to practice high school football is when you've got a game on Thanksgiving week. It is. It is. And uh, we also, Coach Gilly being our last contact, uh, that kind of in my network, uh, as South Pittsburgh moves on, he's agreed to come back if they get into that semifinals finals to maybe give us one more appearance, Phil. And that would be great to have Coach Pruitt on next week. Maybe we can get uh, Coach Van if they win the week after. And we could just – I love this having a coach on during the playoff season. Yeah, well, maybe we get a couple in one night, especially when you get down here to the end. And you've got other – like down in here in Alabama, I could probably uh, touch base with Michael Davis or Coach Benfield. Yeah, I love like that When you get closer, uh, especially, especially if you get to the point to where you're playing for or getting near playing for a state championship. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Phil, I'm going to start in North Georgia. For lack of a better word, it was a rough time for our North Georgia teams. Then I'll come on to Tennessee. Opening round, and let's let's face facts. North Georgia um, probably are uh, one of the areas that has, I mean, when you most of your matchup is going to be the Atlanta area, and you're going to yes. face really good football teams when you get to this point. And historically – Teams in North Georgia has struggled once they get past the North Georgia area. And, frankly, uh, we, we got a team we'll talk about winning that went down and played a private school in Atlanta. Those are tough, tough tasks for those North Georgia teams. Well, I think what happens, you know, you don't have small schools in Georgia anymore like you do over here. Uh, true. Uh, so the level of competition is really good. But what happens to the North Georgia team, we'll have some pretty good teams over there. But it seems like when they hit the playoffs, they hit the private school ranks. Yeah. And th that's tough on public schools in North Georgia. Uh, they've got good football teams, but when you look at playing against private schools, you know, it, it makes it, it, it makes it tough. And uh, so, you know, really it seems like in North Georgia, just, you know, the goal is to make the playoffs and just see what happens to see if we can win a, uh, you know, win a round. But it's always seemed like it's been that way. And I think, the private schools are so, you know, it's what's happened in Tennessee. Yeah. The private schools are so good that the public schools don't play them anymore because they don't have to, you know. Uh, you know cause, and that makes it hard because, you know, like we've talked about before, it would be love, it would be great to see a Baylor play Macaulay. I mean, a Baylor play Red Bank every once in a while or, Mick, or uh, Bradley Central play against Macaulay. But, you know, you're playing in a whole different world, and, you know, our public schools have nothing to gain by playing private schools anymore. Yeah, and you're going to hear some amazing facts from this Georgia run here, Phil. Uh, let me start up on the top end. Uh, Macon County over Christian Heritage. 
thirty to seven. Dalton advances to the second round, thirty nine seventeen over Greater Atlanta Christian. And you talk about it. We've already talked about three private or two private schools, uh, and then Ringo falls to Wesley in another private school, thirty five to se- uh, fourteen. Lumpkin County all over Gordon Lee, fifty two to six, and Phil. I think with Gordon Lee, maybe a year ahead of where they need to be. You know, just getting there was quite an accomplishment for the Gordon Lee. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, they won a lot of close games. You know, it's a team that's gotten better as the year's gone on. Uh, but, uh, you know, they fall short in the playoffs. But, yeah, it, it is a very young team. And, and, I, and I think they got out of this team what they expected, getting the playoffs, getting better week after week. Uh, uh, they kind of had a disappointing loss in the year, losing to Ringo. I think that's one that they would like to have gotten. Bye. But still, they finished five and five and uh, made the playoffs. But it's a building block for this team because you know, yeah, like we talked about, it's a very young football team. Tryon uh, over another private school, St. Francis. Tryon gets the big win, forty-nine to nothing over uh, St. Francis. Dade County, Dade County, Dade County. Over Mount Christ, Mount Pisgah Christian, forty-nine to seven. And Phil, we've said it all year on here. Dade County's a good football team. Oh yeah, you know, coach. You know, when Coach Hammond was on with us last week, we talked about Dade County because he has ties up there, and it was a four and six team that was a lot better than that four and six. Oh, absolutely, because the, the the teams they played were unreal. They probably played trying. Who you know you just spoke about trying? Who may have the maybe the best team they've had in school history? Um, played trying toe to toe, so you just go to show you that you don't go by that four and six record that they had at County get went into the playoffs with. Uh, because when I saw that they won, I was not surprised. You know, I was surprised by how much they won by, but I was not surprised because that's a good football program. Rome over Sprayberry fifty six to nothing, and Berman over White County. 40 to 17. Let's hit these second round matchups, Phil. And I expanded the area. If you're kind of in the Chattanooga um, TV market, I went ahead and included everybody on here. So we have some teams still left, but let me run through these real fast. Uh, GHSA, class division A, division one, the smallest of the schools, Dade County at Commerce. And then Elbert County, the home of McCole Freeman or McCole Hardman that plays for the uh, Chiefs. Uh, Elbert County comes to try and I, I think that small school, North Georgia, has got a shot here. Yeah. Well, of course, that commerce, you know, I've heard of them. I think they'd be the year Gordon Lee had their real good yes. season about three years ago. I think they lost that commerce. And commerce beat them pretty handily. So that's going to be a stiff challenge for Dade County. Yes, uh, but I still wouldn't count them out. I mean, because you know, to me, I look at Dade County as being maybe a what would be a nine and two program right now because of the difficulty of the schedule they have played. Uh, so that's probably going to be a good one. Though. I'd be one to go watch. That's probably going to be two good football teams. Uh, and, and I like trying over Elbert County. Elbert County is a traditional power, good football program, but I like trying to get them there. Uh, moving yeah, up. Trying. Trying, trying's probably the best team they've had in a long time. Of course, I saw them early in the year. They're very good and have not missed one beat. 
uh, all year long. So, uh, you know, it's a very good football program. Uh, di- Class A, Division Two, uh, only local team left open, and they're not really local, more mid-state, Green County at Bowden. Moving up to GHS A, Class Two, Model is at Callaway. Unicorn, U- Union County is at Rockmart, which is uh, closer to home, and a team that's pretty close to home here, but they finally hit the private school. North Mary travels to F- Fellowship Christian. Yeah, North Mary getting in there. That's, uh, you know, that'll be a challenge for them. But, uh, you know, like you say, it's, it just seems like private schools or Christian schools that everybody in the, in our neck of the woods has to play over in Georgia. Yeah, I, I do like Rockmark's matchup with Union County. I think Rockmark's got a chance to move uh, to that third round in 2A. In 3A, uh, no one really close. Berman – uh, Berman at Cedar Grove, Gilmore at Monroe area. Uh, Gilmore, I guess, is the most local school. Um, in 4A, uh, Levette at Central of, uh, Central of Carroll. In Cedartown, just the barely outside of our area, is at North Akoi. In 5A, though, uh, Eastside at Cartersville. Cartersville's kind of become a power ever since uh, Trevor Lawrence and the run of quarterbacks down there. Yeah, yeah. well, they've, you know, they've been solid for a long time. A lot of good athletes comes out of Cartersville. It's grown into being a big area, a big hub for It, it is grown you know, tremendously. Not really, it's not a big city, but it's a place where people have moved to to kind of sort of get outside of Atlanta. Uh, but it's still a growing area, and, of course, it's not far from Atlanta. Uh, but you can be out of the outskirts of Atlanta and get to play for a good football and athletic program. Uh, sports is huge. I've been down there for sporting events. Sports is huge in the Carterville area, not just football. Uh, yes. Harlem is at Jefferson. Another matchup, real local here. Dalton is at Creekside, Phil. Done a little research on this Creekside team. Of course, Creekside was the home of the Berry Twins, Eric Berry. Great football tradition at Creekside. They're 10-1. and one. And the only game they lost was to modern day out of L.A. County, California. And they've run over everybody else. So Dalton has got a handful in this Creekside team. Yeah, big challenge. Big challenge for Dalton. Of course, you know, but that's pretty good for Dalton just to get to the second round. A lot of times they get knocked out first round. But, you know, they've got an opportunity to get to play in that second round. And that's huge for the program over there. Langston Hughes is at Rome. Rome's still available, uh, local team. And Carrollton gets a visit from one of the most traditionally rich programs in the state of Georgia in 7A. Valdosta will be at Carrollton. And that's pretty much it for North Alabama, I mean, North Georgia field. Um, you, you, reckon you reckon there'll be a big crowd at that Valdosta and Carrollton game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we'll, that, that'll be a 10,000 one right there. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, over in North Carolina, just quickly, uh, the two teams we've been kind of following, Hayesville goes down, losing bad to East Randolph, 30-point uh, loss for them. But Murphy pulls it out over Bishop McGinnis, 59-14. to 14. And, hey, guess who Murphy plays this week? Mount Airy, uh, the Mayberry Town. Mount Airy is where uh, – Yep. 
Fort Mayberry is a uh, Mount Mount Area was Mayberry. So um, that's a that's a good game, and Mount Area is a good football program. So Murphy travels to Mount Area. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be a great trip. You know, uh, uh, you know, a lot of history there. But you know, Murphy year in year out. You know, I don't hear much about. Um, North Carolina schools, but Murphy's a name you hear a lot. Yeah. You know, they, they've had some good football players and had good football programs over the years. So they're well known, even though we're way far away from them. Small school, very small school, and have produced two uh, first round draft picks from Tennessee and Carl Pickens and uh, Heath Shuler. So, I mean, yeah. definitely football rich. Let's jump over to Tennessee and we'll. We'll, we'll, we'll wind through that pretty quick. Alcoa over Austin East, 47-6. Baylor wins their first-round opening-up match, 49-7 over Christian Brothers. McCauley, 49-10 over Brentwood Academy. Those two schools both play next week, Phil, in the private school semifinals. Uh, that will be... Uh, Knox Catholic at Baylor, NBA coached by former Dayton City School graduate Marty Uvenard. Uh I grew up with Marty at Macaulay, both at home, both favorite. And if they win November the 30th at Finley Stadium, Baylor versus Macaulay for a state championship. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think there's a good chance of that happening too, because that's two good teams. And- yeah, God, it'd be fun to see the rematch in that one uh, because you know it's going to be a dandy one, especially since they know each other so well. But you know how have the mighty fallen? You know, Brentwood Academy used to, yeah. you know, was a dominant program, but they have really slipped in the last few years and not near, you know, that that's one of those. I can remember back when Brentwood Academy used to beat Alcoa. Yeah. So it has really, you know, slipped for them over the years. But in, in trade, You've got Baylor and Macaulay's playing at that type of level that Brentwood Academy used to play at. Brentwood Academy finishes here two and nine, Phil. I never thought I'd see that day. Um, <laughs> uh, I never thought I would see this day. To to uh, finish up that private school Chattanooga area division, of course, it's going to be uh, Boyd Buchanan twenty eight over North Point Christian three. Their semifinal matchup. They get um, – who do they get? I got it wrote down here. They get Davidson Academy out of Nashville. They travel over here. So, Boyd, Boyd, McCauley, and Baylor one game from a state final. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. That's, and you talked about all year long that, you know, Boyd McCannon was one of those teams that you thought had an opportunity, even though they haven't really gotten quite to that level yet, but you felt like – this could be the year that they get to that level. And so far, you've been right. It looks like they may be playing in the state championship round. I hope so. Um, uh, shout out to the Highfield family. Phil, uh, they were the one that gave me my start at Sprint. They owned the chain of Sprint store. Their grandson, uh, a football player at Boyd Buchanan, shout out to them. And I'm sure they're riding high on this little journey, too. Jumping back over to the public school, I think outside of Baylor and Macaulay, the best team in the state of Tennessee, Bradley Central, 37, Maryville, 14. And people will say this is a 73 Maryville team, but it's still Maryville, Phil. 
Oh, yeah. And then, you know, really, basically, you know, and we talked about this, but Graham County got everybody's best during the regular season. Yes, sir. Some games may have been closer than, you know, we kind of sort of thought. But we knew when the playoffs started, you would really see the talent level and they would raise their level of play. And dominating over Maryville, that's what you kind of expect out of a Bradley Central team that is this talented. Absolutely. A team that I really like down in 1A, I think on a collision course with South Pittsburgh, who we'll talk to about a little later. Coatfield, 11-1, uh, only lost at Sequatchie in a very highly contested game. Coatfield, 31 to nothing over Rockwood. Over in Marion County, the the for Coach Tim Starkey, the 11-0 run kind of came crashing down on them. And, Phil, I was told before the game by a very good source, I was like, that, that, that other division, and we're talking about Hampton and East Robertson, were two very good football teams. And they come east, and then Blitzall goes west. And now you've got East Robertson over Marion, 24-7, to and then Hampton in a great game from what I understand, 36-31 over Blitzall. So the Valley takes a lump there. Yeah, it took a big hit. And, of course, you know, that's not what we talked about. When you get into this region play, you'll go against teams that you maybe – you can't really go by records because sometimes the regions they play in and then their non-region schedule is very tough and it makes them a lot better football teams. Because when you just run over people, you don't get much out of it. Yeah. But, you know, like, like Marion County is going to get a great look when they play a team like where they play day camp. Absolutely. If, you have, if your region is too top heavy, then your kids don't get better. For one thing, they don't have a lot of adversity. They don't get to play a lot of games four quarters. And that's what makes teams tough in the playoffs is, is uh, when they have a lot of four quarter games and, and they're, you know, forced to play because, you know, and you need adversity when you play high school football. If everything's easy all the time, then when you have adversity, you don't know how to deal with Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think I saw a great example of that. A very young Sequatchie County team travels to 12-0 and Megs County and Phil, we lose 42-28, down 35-14. But this Sequatchie team has played South Pittsburgh, has played Marion, has played Jasper, or uh, has played Marion, has played Giles, has played Cofield, have played a schedule of that's just uh, all teams still in the playoffs. Mex County hadn't had that experience. Uh, Sequatchie County down 21, never panicked. Uh, score 14 points, get the ball back with about six minutes to go down seven, 35, 28 and drove the ball 50 yards and just stalled out. Got the ball back again. They bring a jail, but moving the ball again, they bring a jail back fix with about one minute to play. Sam's got a, a choice. Our quarterback, Sam Evans, got a choice to get sacked or get the ball up and let a receiver make a play. Well, on this, he kind of overthrew it, and uh, Megs County came back and caught it. But you're talking about a 6-4 and four regular season team that was probably more tested than the 10-0 and 0 regular season team, and it turned into one heck of a game. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, you, when you play in the tough uh, schedule like uh, Sequoia County did, you, you throw that record out the window. That six and four is not an indication of how good this team is. 
especially if you're playing against a team that has not been tested all that often. So, you know, when you get in that gut-wrenching type of game, you know, those teams that season like that uh, seem to do well. Uh, but, you know, this is one of those times where they just didn't make the play at the end. Of course, that goes to they got behind too far. You yeah. know, had they been closer uh, toward the end, they might have been found a way to pull this thing off. But, you know, sometimes when you get you get almost caught up, kind of sort of you get there toward the end and kind of panic sets in. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, you was playing smooth, but then, you know, time gets to catching up with you and you press a little bit and sometimes you'll make a mistake. Yeah. And I, I think we went just a little too fast, you know, in those last two drives because you're battling the clock too, you know, uh-huh. and, yeah. uh, especially on the second one, we got the ball back with two minutes to play two timeouts, 75 yards to go. And was moving the ball, and when Sam threw the interception, it was probably under 50 seconds from about the 35 yard line. And, and it's different in high school football than it is college football. Uh, Sam Evans is capable of throwing the ball 50 yards, but Sam Evans hadn't done that a lot in games. Uh, those college quarterbacks have, you know. So um, he completed one, one of the prettiest passes I've seen in high school level. For 45 yards, great catch down in the corner of the end zone. Um, Scorchy gave it all. It was a fun season, and um, and, and I, I salute my kids over there, Phil. They all, you know, after the game, and I've not officially announced that I won't be back next year. But all the kids, they know Anna Lee, and they know she's going into high school, and she's got her dreams. Um, but it was so nice that the kids all come up to me and ask me to come back somehow, some way, even part-time. I had three or four kids just, you're going to be back next year. And, Phil, that's what we do it for, you know? Yeah. That, that was a special yeah. moment for me. Yeah, that's what makes it worthwhile. It's like when I get to go every once in a while, I went to the team of the week, pep rally at five. And, you know, it's great to see folks out in public. I mean, they don't see you much because you're on the radio and they don't right. know you very well. They don't know you by face, but – you know, they're very appreciative of what you do on Friday nights. We always make fun of ourselves that we're, you know, we, we've got no life, so we come do tell scores on the radio because nobody else, you know, we, we're not involved in nothing, and we have no life, so we just come do scoreboard. But it's so appreciated by yes. people. And when you get out in the public and they let you know that, it makes your job worthwhile <clears throat> that you promote the kids and promote the communities. Uh, win, lose, or draw, it doesn't matter, you know, because the, there's a whole lot more important things than football uh, because there's so many lessons in life learned. And the biggest thing I always say is memories. Yeah. You know, Sequatchie County, yeah, they got beat, but that team walks away knowing they gave it all they had and they had a chance. Especially, instead of walking out the field getting beat 49 to 7 and just kind of look at the season as being a disappointment. So, they can, you know, step away with a good taste in their mouth because they gave it all their head in the last game, and, and they went down fighting. And you know, what else could you ask for in a in a group of kids? No more than three or four seniors play meaningful time. That's a team with a future in front of them. Bill, uh, very nice moment at the end. You talk about um, it's about moments. The parents, the friends, the family, the supporters quickly exit the stands. The field house was behind the stands where we were sitting. And um, after Coach McIntyre can stop talking to the team, he dismissed the kids. And everyone that was sitting on that side of the field 
was outside the field house to give those kids a standing ovation. I got chill bumps that night. I've got them again. That's what high school football is about for me. That feeling, yeah. that love, that expression. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, it, it lets the kids know you're disappointed and you're disappointed for them. You know, they're not losers, uh, you know, but everybody hurts, you know, uh, parents. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you think about how parents are. They hurt just as much as the kids do when they see their final game when they lose, you know. It hurts them just as much. Uh, yeah. but, it, but it brings communities, it brings kids, it brings families closer together. You know, and that's what adversity is about. You learn from, you know, things that don't always go your way. Sometimes when you win all the time, you take it for granted. And, and those kids played through uh, multiple personal fouls, a couple of really cheap shots, and I'm not criticizing. Not here to criticize Megs, but there's no way around it. A couple of real blatant cheap shots, Phil. A couple of very questionable calls. And the kids didn't give up. Congratulations to Megs. They win the football game. But our kids fought through it all. So, salute. And hopefully I will be back at least to do um, maybe five, six games next year, Phil. Maybe not get all ten of them. But might, might be able to get all five, six, seven games got some things we want to do maybe add a third man to the booth to you know if they're on the road and Annalise in the band or cheerleading or whatever she's doing she's on the road maybe have someone go with Jeff through the game because 10 years ago we had lost this slot and one of my proudest accomplishments is we have them on the radio now and I'm not losing this slot for Sequatchie County football very proud of that in my years of doing football yeah, yeah, and it's, it's enjoyable, and you know, it's great to have the kids on there. I wish that's like down here where we're at, uh, that you know, there's they follow certain schools, but we don't have there's a you know, radio station here don't cover like a DeKalb Jackson County game of the week, yeah, right now. And, and there's some great games that go on that don't get put on radio. That's kind of disappointing, it is, and that's how we got our start with the uh, late Leroy Stansel, you, me. And Leroy traveled all over to Cab County from game to game. Leroy on play by play. God rest his heart. Didn't didn't know how to rub two sticks together about football, but he got the down, the distance, and the play out. Then you on the color and uh, the world's most dangerous sideline man. Myself had a lot of fun out covering those games. Yeah, you couldn't ask for better than Leroy. You know, everybody loved him. I mean, you know, everywhere you went, they just welcomed him with open arms. They did. Uh, you know, he was he was uh, one of a kind. Well, there's a reason he came and got you and me. Uh, he knew we had no radio experience, but we had pretty good football experience. So I always thought we made a great team. Uh, and Leroy had that voice for radio, Phil. He had yeah, the, he definitely did. He was a great interviewer. Yeah, he was a great interviewer. And you know, and, and and who knows? You know, you know, God puts people in crazy situations and crazy places but you know Leroy was able to both help get us started in radio and, and you know and it's been great for us and you know God rest his soul you know he, he didn't leave this earth without making his mark no no year 30 I think it is for you and year 31 for me so that's 60 years of football that's uh you were at a Win Dixie and I was at a radio shack and he kind of came in and found us maybe one phone call we made um I always, the reason I'm here doing it today is Leroy Stansel, and I always shout him out. So that's that's well put. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, he like I say, he is one of a kind. He's missed, and Absolutely. you know, and I, I think every day, you know, him and 
probably him and Ron Lavin get both. They're two two people that I thank the world uh, for giving me the opportunity and believing in me. Both of them did. You know, Ron turned over Scottsboro football to me when he decided to retire. And, you know, and I moved on from that, but I learned so much yeah. uh, from that. And uh, uh, so, you know, it, it's been fun. And, you know, and you can't do this without people being involved. You can't mm-hmm. do it on your own. People have to help you. And it's great when people will step aside and help you and give you opportunities because if they don't, you're not going anywhere. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Travis Hickman at WEBG, the Nick and Jack Network, uh, 93 Country Roads, they lost money that first year or two doing Sequatchie County football just for buying equipment. We, did, we didn't get equipment paid probably at three or three. So that's that's what the reason we have it today is because of that. Um, yeah. You know, you know, another one on a point, you know, cool, like Jeff Allen, I worked with WKSB just as soon as he found out I quit at K98 and had enough. Yeah, the next Tuesday, I got a phone call from him. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is history. I've been there. This is my 16th year. It's great fun. Um, uh, you know, and, you know, we have built a, you know, built a program that people enjoy listening to. I, you know, I don't guess we do everything right, but we try to do what we can, be as professional as we can. And, uh, and, and try to give accurate scores because, you know, so many other stations around us, depend on us. They listen to us to get scores for their shows, especially TV. So, you know, we need to be accurate because kind of we kind of lead the way for everybody else. So, uh, but it, you know, it's just great fun and it's great to be around the people uh, that I'm involved with. You know, and Phil, even this podcast, we started in August. We didn't know if we'd have a person one. And I looked down, we got 15 people on live, live streaming with us. We'll, we'll have, a thousand downloads tomorrow you know people want news about high school football and they're willing to go to some links to get it so if you want to sponsor something high school related you want to uh, step in and sponsor what phil and i do and what we're going to expand let me know next year we'll, we'll set up some um sponsorship opportunities and, and phil if you don't want to get in for a thousand dollars maybe being a team sponsor Here's a chance to get in for maybe a tenth of that, or or twenty percent of that, and 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 sponsor some high school football content. Yeah, yeah, and you know who's to say? I mean, I've talked to Coach Hammond uh, about this. You know, I accidentally called him the other day. Uh, we were talking about things about high school football, you know, and I kind of have a dream of like maybe on a Thursday evening, like from five to six thirty. Of course, you'd have to get it on a radio station. I think it would be a whole lot more popular. If you had a show between 5 and 6.30, you had a couple of guests, and especially down here in North Alabama where you preview games coming up uh, in Northeast Alabama and have about an hour and a half show because, you know, Thursday night's when everybody's anxious about high school football. There's not really anything going on. You had an easy day of practice. Uh, Kids are anxious. Fans are anxious. Coaches are anxious. And, and that's a good time to have a show on to where you can kind of get your mind off of the game tomorrow and listen to what's going on around you. And I think that would be a good thing. And Coach Hammond says, Bill, that would be a great thing. Because yeah. That would be enjoy- so enjoyable to coaches and assistant coaches to get to listen to something because they're going over in their head time and time again of what's going to go on Friday night, what to expect. 
and, and, and therefore you you know you get to it gives you a chance to get your mind off of things and i think that might be a good thing if we could sell a radio station on doing something like that absolutely i've uh i haven't even told you this i got a i got a weatherman that's willing to give us um game day forecast too uh from up here in this area but he can give it for north alabama too uh we've talked about it so we we may be chipping some pieces together. Uh, be nice to have game day forecast and all that, you know, right there live, one spot on Thursday. Yeah, because, you know, especially it gets this time of year, weather's important. Yeah. You know, first part, I mean, you know it's going to be hot and you really, it might get you a thunder shower or whatnot, but as, the, as it goes on, this affects fall games. Like last week, I felt like the time change affects kids bodily, body-wise, because yeah. they're uh, our messed up so fatigue can set in i think everybody this week is a little more transitioned into that so it's not going to be an issue but weather becomes an issue if you have rain or it gets cold it don't look like it's going to be weather's going to be an issue this week but it can be this time of year because you know offenses slow down as cold weather comes you think about my defense is constant so, you know, and, you know, teams that play with a lot of offense wants a fast track. When it gets cold weather, you know, it slows things down because these kids wear a little burpier clothing. Maybe they don't breathe as good. Maybe yeah. they're congested. They can't run quite as fast. So defense becomes a constant because it's all about effort. You think about some of those teams traveling from the east time zone to the central time zone. We had teams – that we're used to cooking, kicking off at seven Eastern. That was actually kicking off at five Eastern. You know, it, it's a huge difference. So, um, you know, they're 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 from are not five Eastern. Would go the other way. We fell back. They traveled over. So we kicked off at seven Eastern, Central or Eastern time, and Squatchy County team lives in Central. So they're used to kicking off an hour later. We are kicking off in the middle of the night, it feels like. Uh, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fatigue sets in. And it, it sits in for fans, too. Because, yeah. you know, and it's dark for a long time, and that sets in. Because like right now, you sit down and eat supper, and it's 6 o'clock, and you're wore out. Yep. Well, Phil, let me get through these Tennessee scores and matchups real fast. We'll save this South Pittsburgh game until Coach uh, – Gilly's on a South Pittsburgh 58 Clay County, nothing. And I'm telling you, nobody expect that. That's, that's good. I want to talk about two teams. I think are peaking at the right time of the year. Phil, one of those being Walker Valley, 37 to 11 over the North city and Giles County. The winner of Sequatchie County's district has a very good men's central team travel over to Pulaski and gets walloped 70 to 29 both of those teams are kind of those eight and two seven and three teams that are in the playoffs and that's going to be a tough out for somebody yeah because you know i was afraid that man center because the region there is not real strong yes and i was afraid that was going to happen to them or they've had a great year uh that you're stepping into a, a beehive a beehive uh by going you know playing against the level of competition they played against last week Yep. Gordonsville uh, eliminates Whitwell 35 to 15. We'll also talk about Gordonsville in the matchup later on. Uh, also, Smith County over Fayetteville 45 20 12. Upperman stays undefeated over Stone Memorial 
28-14. That's the two teams that had beat Eastridge and Hickson the week before. And York Institute, 34-7 over Oneida. Uh, one school for out west, Knox Catholic, went all the way to Memphis University School and won 31-21. And, Phil, this is what it sets up in the state of Tennessee in the local area. Gordonsville, uh, who we talked about, is at South Pittsburgh for the quarterfinals. Winners goes to the semifinals. Um in 3A, Giles County travels to Meigs County in the quarterfinals. And um, I, I, I'm going to pick Giles County. I just, I've seen them both in the last three weeks. Giles County is a better football team. Uh, of course, I'd take South Pittsburgh in that first one. Uh, Walker Valley is at Clinton, and I think this is a dog fight. I don't know if Walker Valley can do it, but I'm going to pick Walker Valley. In 6A, go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. Oh, I was going to say that, you know, I, you know, Walker Valley just is surprised to me to be in the position they're in. I would have never guessed they would be in the position they're in right now. Uh, playing for a semifinals. Yeah. You, you're going to have, in Cleveland, of course, lost to Jefferson County. But uh, you've got two teams 10 miles apart over in Bradley County that's got a chance to be in the semifinals, both of them. Um, one more score, of course, I just kind of run past that. Bearden, who's a good football team, big victory for Bearden last week, is at Bradley Central. Feel all my picks for the Chattanooga area is still alive. South Pittsburgh, Bradley Central, Boyd, and either McCauley or Baylor. I think this Megs County team goes down this week to Giles. But Walker Valley's the wild card. If they can pull it off at Clinton, who knows? Yeah. Wouldn't that be something to say they pull that off? Because the first playoffs, you know, well, this team's getting better and better. The program's getting better. They beat Oakland. They beat some of those traditional schools. But, you know, you didn't realize how good they really were. Uh, and then all of a sudden they, you know, smack down and win two playoff games. And, you know, the sky's the limit. You know, they're playing on house money. Because uh, they're they're in a position they've never been in before. I, I got a question here, Phil, and then we'll go to Alabama. And let got about twenty minutes left before Coach Gillies here. Um, the Tennessee State Finals are in Chattanooga at Finley Stadium Thursday night. Is private school night? Uh, the three divisions of the private school will play. Field one, four, and seven. Um, Friday night. Yeah, they, the way they break it up is uh, the odd number schools, I believe it is, will play one, three, and five. So the one would be South Pittsburgh and three, of course, uh, five would be Walker Valley. And then Saturday night is two, four, and six, which six would be um, uh, Bradley Central. So you could have multiple teams playing on every night of the week down at Finley Stadium. I'm personally, I'm, there is no way, uh, there's no way I'm going to let Macaulay and Baylor get off of my view and not see them. And also, I, if South Pittsburgh's there, I'm going because, you know, I, I, I've got too many ties to those folks down there, South Pittsburgh. And also, um, if Bradley Central plays in the final, last game of the night, Saturday night, 
I want to go see Boo Carter play, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, definitely so. You know, you've been nice to be on, you know, maybe one or two days, you know, because I remember when we went to Nashville, all three games was in one day. Yeah. And so you got to see everybody. But, it, boy, has it changed. Uh, but, you know, that creates a lot more interest in the high school football team. you got a lot more teams playing for championships. And, uh, yeah, and it's good to see that because uh, it would be nice to go see South Pittsburgh, Baylor McCauley, and, uh, Boyd Buchanan, and uh, uh, also Bradley Central. It would be nice to see. And then who's to say Walker Valley might not get there. You know, and uh, um, you know, our buddy over at uh, Fife is one month six, seven, and Coach Benefield, and of course Gary Rankin over at Boyd has won seventeen. Um, I've been to two of them with schools I've been covering, never won one of them. Phil, so uh, getting to that state finals and winning it, uh, experience you had, uh, that's a that's a precious experience for a young man. Oh, yeah, definitely so. I mean, you can play for that and win it. Uh, you know, it just creates so many memories. It, it, it is so fun for the communities uh, that are involved. And, you know, it, it's just a great experience for everybody just to have an opportunity. Like I said, I've always said, the greatest week to get to practice football is Thanksgiving week. I mean, it's just a special week because you spend Thursday uh, on a holiday with your family, knowing you get to play a football game that next Friday or on the next night. And, and everybody's more worried about that than they are Thanksgiving dinner. And that's what just makes it so much fun because everybody's just so excited. They're more excited than you are. Absolutely. Well, why don't you uh, take the next 10 or so minutes, and I'll try not to interrupt you. You hit us up with North Alabama because I know it's opening round. A lot of games next week we'll spend more time breaking down the Alabama brackets, but bring us up to date down there. Okay, well, this, I'm just going to go over the North Alabama scores, and then we'll go through and tell who plays who in the second round. But in 1A for North Alabama, it was Lynn over Shoals Christian 53-7. Christian Christian beat Spring Garden 28 to nothing. Hackleburg was a winner over Marion County 47-8. Belly Head got past the first round as they beat Ragland 30-14. to 14. It was Winterboro over Decatur Heritage, and that was an upset, 42-37. to 37. Pickens County, who's always in the hunt in Class 1A, they beat Addison 32-20. to 20. Wadley, who's a team to look out for, they beat Cedar Bluff 62-10, to 10, and South Lamar was a winner over me, 32-14. to 14. Then we jumped to Class 2A, and, uh, of course, a lot of interest in 2A. Uh, Tuscaloosa Academy beat Red Bay 35-16. Collinsville got beat by Southeastern 28-21. Tanner come from behind to beat Lamar County 64-55. Pisgah won big over Pleasant Valley 44-20. Fife uh, knocked off West End 48-0. Interesting stat in this game, man. You know, we talk about throwing the football that Fife don't do much. They did about four times. For four touchdowns. That's, West End 48 to nothing. That's Coach Benefield. Yeah, that's news. I, I guess – you know, of course, I, I, I want to get with Coach Benefield. I wish I could have got to see him the other day and we had talked about this. Uh, are you trying to be more diversified offensively, uh, to be more balanced? But he's going to laugh at you. But I know what this kind of thing's for. He knows to win a state championship this year, he's going to have to show that he can throw the football to make defenses work on that. Uh, because he's looking down the line at a Pisgah or a B.B. Comer where throwing the football – may be the difference in them winning another state championship. And I think he knows that. He needs to let the other teams know he can throw the football so that they can work on that. 
because everybody's going to jump up and crowd the line of scrimmage on them. That's exactly what they're going to do, try to stop the running game. So Fife's got to have something offensively to get the defense off of them. And because, uh, you know, Logan Anderson is the key to that football team, but you've got to open up some running lanes for him because everybody's going to key him in every round. You're 100%. And uh, Coach Mann was talking about that offense, Bill, and he said, you know, he runs it a lot, but he gives you way more looks and way more different variations than anybody would ever dream. While it's a run-based oh, yeah. offense, it's very complex if you're sitting on the other side of the football. Yeah, he said, well, that's like Coach Benefield would joke and tell you. He goes, well, the one thing they don't know is they don't know if we're going to go right or left. That's, and that's our surprise. And that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, you know, they show you all kind of different things, and, and but you've got to stay balanced because you don't know if they're going to go weak side, strong side, uh, what they're going to, we're going to counter. They, you just do not know. You just got to stay at home. Uh, you can't overplay because they'll wear you out. And how you're going to block it. Sometimes he might block it with a, uh, the guard rolling, or sometimes he might just block down. Uh, that's some, Sometimes when I watch film, the five, I'm more amazed by I think they block the same play more different ways than any team I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically the same play. But, yeah, they'll run different. A lot of traps, yep. a lot of counter type stuff, which is a lot of times is traps. Uh, but, you know, they do so many things to you. Uh, it's unreal. Yep, uh, what they can do, a, a team that just basically is going to line up and run the football, but it's more than I guess it's kind of like the old wishbone days. You uh, just yeah. don't know where they're going. Yeah. Let's go through the other scores. Of course, Lexington beat Aliceville 54-28. It was Locust Fork over North Sun Mountain 54-7. Sullivan beat Acton 43-12 in Clash 3A. Gordo uh, is a team to be reckoned with. They beat Phil Campbell 56-6. Geraldine still impressive. They beat Susan Moore 56-14. Lauderdale County is another great football team. They beat Fayette County 35-14. Piedmont surprised J.B. Pennington 44-14. Piedmont now 6-5, but they're a perennial playoff team. You know, this time of yeah. year, they seem to play better uh, than maybe what their record is. The kids went Madison, to state finals last year, too. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, they expect to be playing this time of year. Yeah. They raise their level of play. Madison Academy, an impressive winner over Hope's Bluff, 57 to 20. Mars Hill Bible continues to roll. They beat Oakland 63 to 7. Sylvania, they knocked off Vinemont 41 nothing. Is Aiden Parham had another great bat, 182 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, of course, uh, Winfield was a winner over Cobbert County, uh, 43 to 21. In uh, Class 4A, it was Prussell over Dora, 18-14. Uh, Brooks beat Pontiana 56-42 Westminster over Oak Grove 35-14 Dexter beat Fultondale 43-27 West Morgan who's going to be a team to beat in 4 they beat Edward 56-0 Corner was a winner over Randolph 42-21 Cherokee County uh, they went over Central Florence 56-28 Haleyville knocked off North Jackson 33-14 then in Class 5A Ramsey beat West Point. Ramsey, one of the top teams in 5A. They beat West Point 50 to nothing. Leeds over ARAP 33 to 7. A little bit of a surprise that how that game kind of got away from ARAP. They fell down early. Just couldn't get going offensively. Russellville beat Fairfield 38 21. Moody uh, beat Scottsboro 28 to 10. A little bit of a surprise there, but Moody's got an outstanding football team. I think they had a hiccup 
against Southside. Otherwise, this team has been very good, uh, very underrated. Gunners were impressive win over Springville, 31-7. John Carroll beat Fairview, 22-14. Boaz surprised Southside, 10-7. Pleasant Grove, another top team in 5A. They beat Lawrence County, 49-17. In 6A, Parker won over May Jemison, 62-14. Oxford, they're back. They beat Athens, 45-27. Gadsden City beat Gardendale, 44-16. Hartzell was a winner over Centerpoint, 28-18. Muscle Shoals beat Pinson Valley 42-7. to Fort Payne uh, got a win in the opening round, something they don't do very often, but it's an impressive win over Mortimer Jordan, 45-28. Clay Chalk will beat Coleman, 49-6. Mountain Brook was a winner over Buckhorn, 35-14. And in 7A, Hoover, who's had a terrible year, really, uh, but they were able to win in the first round of the playoffs. They went over James Clemens, 42-16. Hewitt Truss will beat Bob Jones. 56 to 14. Thompson, the number one team in class 7A. They beat Florence 42 to nothing. And Vestavia Hills, they went over Austin 38 to 17. Phil, um, just quick, you know, the bigger schools in Alabama, it, it almost seems like everybody's talented. But uh, with the smaller schools, it seems you might have six or seven good teams in a class. Is it, is it my perception that you usually – like in seven, eight, and six A's, you have good teams at every level, but you have just a couple of great teams. Yeah, well, you know, it, 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 every everybody in six and seven has great athletes. Yeah, it's just a matter when you match up as mismatches and, uh, and things like that. Because on a given night, anybody can beat anybody. Because you know the kids are that talented. Because you see so many of them that goes on to the next level because they're just athletic. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you have some that are a little bit better than the others. You know, some of your bigger schools, like your six and seven A's, like your Thompsons, they are so skilled at the wide receiver and quarterback position. And that's the difference in them being elite and, you know, and a pretty and being a pretty good uh, six or seven A team. Uh, and it's two and three A. Two or especially three A is that one of the toughest brackets to come through? Say again. Is three A the toughest bracket to come through in the state? Yeah, I, I would think so. As as a whole, now two A holds their own when when you throw in Tesca and five, but in three A, oh Lord, yes. I mean, you've got teams uh, like Gordo, uh, Lauderdale County, Mars Hill, Madison Academy. And, you know, and, and that ain't even talking about your your uh, Sylvania, Winfield, and Geraldines, yeah. uh, who are very good. Yes, uh, you can sit here and look at the 3A bracket, and there's no way you can sit here and figure out who's going to come out. You know, uh, Mars Hill Madison Academy plays this week, so one great football team is going to be eliminated. And yeah. who's going to beat Lauderdale County? They're undefeated. And, of course, we know how seasoned Sylvania and uh, Geraldine are. Yeah. Uh, can you hit those uh, games this week real fast before we bring in Coach Gilly? Yeah. Yeah. What's going Class 1A? It's the, uh, class 1A. It's uh, uh, Lynn's playing at Coastal Christian. Better hit plays at Hackleburg. Uh, Winterboro goes to Pickens County. And South Lamar plays at Wadley. In Class 2A, Southeastern's on the road to Tuscaloosa Academy. Piz has got to hit the road. They play at Tanner. Fives at home. They go against Lexington and Sullivan. Uh, this is probably going to be Locust Fork's toughest test of the year so far. Sullivan 
travels into Locust Fort into the second round. In Class 3A, it is Geraldine. They've got to hit the road. They've got to go to Gordo. Lauderdale County goes to Piedmont. That'll be a great matchup. Round two, Mars Hill Bible. This is probably the marquee matchup in Class 3A. Mars Hill Bible is at Madison Academy. And, of course, the Sylvania Rams hosting a very good Winfield team. I think Sylvania, uh, it's good they're playing this bunch at home yeah, because uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. The only thing is, is if Sylvania does win, and, you know, which we look to, hopefully they do, is they're either going to have to go to Mars Hill or Madison Academy next week. Uh, but you got to beat the best to be the best. So, you know, that's just the way things shake out. In 4A, Priceville travels to Brooks. Westminster hosts Deschler. West Morgan's on the road. They're unbeaten. They play at corner. Cherokee County's at home against Haleyville. In Class 5A, it is Ramsey at home against Leeds. Russellville travels to Moody. Gunnersville hits the road. They've got to go down to Birmingham and play John Carroll. Boaz gets to play Pleasant Valley, or Pleasant Grove. Pleasant Grove, outstanding team in Class 5A. They come to to Boaz this week. In Class 6A, Oxford travels to Parker. Hartsville is at Gaston City. Those two played during the regular season. I think it was 31-28. Hartsville won, so that's going to be a great second-round matchup. The Fort Payne Wildcats have got a tall order, but Fort Payne played very well at the end of the year, especially picked it up on the defensive side of the ball. They traveled to Muscle Shoals. Uh, playing wow. Chalkwood is at home against Mountain Brook. And then in 7A, Hoover goes to uh, Hoover goes to Hewitt Trustful. And number one, Thompson hosts Vestavia Hills. All right, Phil. Uh, we'll bring in – we'll take a break right after this, play a little commercial. But uh, before we go to break, I'm going to make you pick one game, which I normally don't. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pick it too. I like I like Mars Hill to win that big matchup. Who, who do you like over there? Uh, yeah, I think as far as uh, the the schedule they have played, because Mars Hill plays a much tougher schedule than Madison Academy. Madison Academy is very talented, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Mars Hill because I think they're gonna be a little more tough. Yep, yep. All right, folks, uh, we're gonna run a little River City commercial here. Uh, just give us long enough time to get Coach Gilly and Kevin online. So give us about 30 seconds to get everything squared away. Uh, so just enjoy this little, hey, I made this commercial, Phil. Everybody should enjoy it. It's just, uh, I'm not very talented when it comes to this stuff. We'll be back in just a second. either let me get him in here real fast Phil 
Hello? Hey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Coach Gilly, we got you. Okay, I'm just going to have to hang up and try again, Phil. Yeah, because, I mean, I could hear you while ago. You just couldn't hear me. Okay, give me just a second. I'll... Uh... Coach Gilly? Okay, Phil, I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna go home with Go get him. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. No problem. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, we're gonna go without Phil. We can't. For some reason it's not letting him be on and I don't want the audio messed up on this one. Okay. That's All right. fine. All right, we're going live here in just a second. Okay. Still waiting on Kevin. He should be here in the next few seconds. All right. Hey, we got everybody. Uh, Phil had to step away. We couldn't balance all the lines together, but we had these couple on uh, this these couple of gentlemen on earlier in the year, and we had audio mess up. And I think sometimes when I start networking all these channels together, I get it. Um, but joining me first. From the South Pittsburgh Pirates, Coach Ricky Gilly. Coach, welcome aboard. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having us back. Oh, I love it. And I'm, I'm sorry about that audio last time. Somehow we lost a big gap of the interview. Um, I've already told Phil, as you continue to win, we're going to have you bring you back and back more. Um, but let's, uh, let's start while we're waiting on Kevin to get there, coming in to join you. Let's, talk with, let's start with Clay County. I thought you were really going to face a test up there, but the kids really answered the bell for that game. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I, honestly, breaking down film, they they probably did more things uh, uh, than anybody outside of, coincidentally, Sequatchie as far as alignments and things uh, that uh, I thought might give us uh, a test. But... Uh, I think it just came down to uh, not so much X's and O's. I think it came down to kind of the old saying, the Jimmys and the Joes. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, you know, it's, it's no secret. We've got a very talented group. And uh, I'm grateful these guys are, are on my team. Uh, but, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, you got to line up, you got to play, and, and you got to do the things that you work on through the week and, uh, and all that. But Clay, uh, Clay is a very good fundamental team. Uh, I think they've got – I don't know the, the gentleman uh, personally. I've heard a lot of things about him through the years. I know he's a, an older gentleman and does a fantastic job. Uh, and uh, he had – you know, he, he – uh, for the for what he's working with, he lost a, a huge group of seniors last year, you know, that played for a state title. Uh, they they lost that game. But, you know, to make it to the to the title game, that's, that's a huge feat. That's something that we all strive to do. And – so kudos to them and uh, 
uh, from what I understand, he runs a class program. Uh, kids played hard, and uh, scheme wise, they you know they they were, they were really fundamental and and did a good job. We just uh, we were just better that night. Uh, Coach, you know uh, the first two weeks, uh, the young people or young men on your team have had a, a pretty good run at it. This week in the semi or in the quarterfinals, things start to change a little bit. And I know you've been on a couple of these runs with different teams. Everybody henceforth is probably another level. You're talking about the top eight teams in the state being left. Yeah, it's a huge challenge this week. Uh, for one, since I've been uh, involved in uh, with South Pittsburgh, this being my second year, um, you know, last year, uh, the second round, we got put out by the team that we're playing this upcoming Friday in the third round, uh, Gordonsville. And uh, they uh, will probably be, if not the, the most well-coached team, uh, at least one of the top couple. Uh, uh, our defensive coordinator here uh, is good friends and has coached uh, at different places with their head coach. Um, and uh, just a phenomenal uh, coach from what I hear. Uh, you can turn on the tape and you can see that his guys uh, are doing what needs to be done, handling business. Um, and uh, they're fundamentally, they're so sound. Uh, I don't know that he's got the team that he had last year. Uh, last year, he had some uh, three- and four-year starters uh, several of them, and they were just some of the best-looking kids that you could have. Um, and he don't have those kids. He's got some good, talented kids, but a couple of those kids he just don't have. Um, and so um, uh, somebody's trying to break through here. Are you still there? Yeah, I got you, Coach Gilly. Okay. Um, somebody's trying to call me. But uh, anyway um, – they're, they're going to be one of the most, if not the most, fundamental team. Uh, their scheme is uh, – I, I have – just breaking them down, I've, I've really fallen in love with their offensive identity. Um, good Lord ever presents me a, an opportunity to be a head coach. Uh, I, I will I will hold on to a lot of the stuff that I've broke down uh, getting ready for this game. Just because I just uh, I, I, I like it that much, and uh, they do a great job. Uh, the history of these two programs, uh, for the people that may not know, usually in this single A uh, on this east side, it comes down to South Pitt and Gordonsville, mm-hmm. and whatever round that may be from year to year. It's usually those two teams. Now there's a couple of years there's been some other ones, but as a as a majority. Uh, from my understanding, it's usually between those two teams to advance. So even though it's not a region rivalry or, you know, whatever you want to call it, it is, it is a rivalry uh, because it comes down to all the marbles and, uh, you know, everything's at stake. So uh, it's a huge game. Uh, it's the biggest game of the year, obviously, at, you know, every level it's, it just stamps up. Um, and uh, it's going to be a huge challenge for us. If we can get over the mental hurdle, you know, I think well, we're going to have a good scheme. I mean, we had a great a great preparation this evening. We just walked off the field probably 20 minutes ago, uh, rushed over here to my classroom where I had somewhere quiet to be able to talk. But yeah, uh, we have, you know, 
we're going to have a we're, we're going to we're going to have them ready. Um, but you know, it's 16, 17 year old kids. Uh, you just hope when the lights turn on uh, that they will. Um, you know, you, you hear the saying, uh, "Rise to the challenge." Well, I, you know, the way I've been trained, it, it's not really rise to the challenge. It's it's really rise to your level of training. And if our guys will rise to their level of training, uh, then I think we will, you know, we'll, we'll throw our cards out and we'll see where the chips lay at the end of the night. But uh, it is a huge challenge. It's a well-coached team. Uh, they're physical. Uh, the history between the programs. It's just, it's everything that high school football, uh, that, you, that you love about high school football. It's going to be a, uh, hopefully a good night, uh, you know, a good cool Friday night. Uh, everything's on the line. Uh, you know, unfortunately, at the end of the night, there's going to be some, some smiling faces and there's going to be some sad faces. And I've been on both of those ends. And uh, I certainly hope the Pirates uh, are able to to uh, walk off with their heads held high and, and smiling and, uh, and moving on, uh, uh, you know, uh, continuing this extremely uh, incredible season that me and my son both have been able to be a part of. It's just been, been a phenomenal uh, a phenomenal ride so far, and I, I certainly don't want to see it again Friday. You know, um, has Kevin been able to join us yet? Yes, sir. He's right here. Uh, you know, um, before we go to Calvin, I got one last question for you, Coach Gilly. Um, yes, is the film that you get to break down, is the Whitwell film in from last week, is that one of the films you get to see? And how much does it aid you? knowing Whitwell the way you do to see a film that is like Gordonsville Whitwell, does that help then better than some random team in a, a Gordonsville? Uh, I, I think it probably helps somewhat just because I know a little bit about the scheme that Whitwell, you know, runs both offensively and defensively with, you know, obviously being in our region and having familiarity and breaking them down. And, you know, it's, uh, you spend hours, you know, you spend hours and hours. People don't understand that's not in the coaching. Uh, you can do less, but you're mm. probably going to get less. Uh, you, you know, we spend hours. Uh, I think I was up till I think I finally laid down last night at three ten. Yeah. That, that's the morning. Uh, now, granted, this ain't a college or an NFL, but you know, when you take pride in something, uh, and all the stakes as high as this game is. Uh, I'm not going to be the weak, the weak link, so to speak, and uh, so I, you know, I want to do my due diligence and do my part uh, to try to get our our program, uh, give our give our program the best chance uh, to succeed. So uh, I'll be up for several more hours tonight. Uh, you know, it's a pride thing, I guess. Uh, I just want to make sure that 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 we've not left any stone unturned. Uh, and it's amazing that even though you spend so much time, every time you go back, you tend to find something that you just overlooked. Interesting. Uh, maybe that, or maybe that you didn't catch the first time. But to answer your question specifically, yeah, I think the Whitwell, we, 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 we do have the Whitwell film. Okay. Uh, for sure. Uh, uh, and uh, that I spent, you know, like I said, probably seven hours yesterday just breaking uh, what we have down and, I'll continue working on that and picking up things, and um, and this is not anything that's that that we do here. I mean, I, I can I can 
I can bet you that Gordonsville's uh, putting their due diligence in too, just knowing what I know about the coaching staff. Although I don't really know them personally, uh, met the head coach a couple of times uh, at the coaching clinic or whatnot. But uh, I know those guys are working too, and they take pride in what they do. And the, and, the, and this game means as much to them as it does us. So uh, we got our hands full Friday, uh, just because of the rivalry thing. Uh, you know, Coach Stone has preached uh, all year, really, but specifically, you know, this week for sure. You know, don't don't compare scores. When you start looking at scores, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Amen. And so I, I believe our kids have really bought into the fact that, hey, we're going to take one game at a time, and that's what it's been. That's been Coach Stone's motto all year is we want to win. We want to go one and oh this week. That is the focus. We're not con- we're not concerned about what's coming up, what's behind us. We we're go- we want to go one and zero, and if we rise to the level of our training and our preparation, then we've got a good chance to go one and zero. and we if we don't do that, then we'll all be sitting here comes come late Friday night, and we'll be thinking about the phenomenal season that we had. And sitting here thinking, man, what could have been if we would have just done this or this or this? Yeah, and uh, and so that's kind of that's kind of where it's at for both programs. That uh, that sums up playoff football perfectly, and kind of leads me into the question I wanted to ask Calvin, um, uh, young Mister Gilly, the linebacker. Are you there with me? Yes, sir. I'm here, Calvin. What does it mean to play football now that the grass is brown? Man, it's 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 special. I mean, I'm glad my season's not over, especially being a season a senior. Last couple of years, I haven't really. I mean, I've played in a playoff game, but we haven't gone past the first round. Kevin is um this being your senior year, and now you're into the quarterfinals. Uh, and I've talked to kids that and young people at every school. Um. Do you take a moment and appreciate where you're at, or is it you just keep working? Because I, I think, I think with what your dad said and Coach Stone preaches, y'all don't take that second. You can't really afford to take that second to reflect yet. Uh, I mean, it's always nice to win, but uh, we're never satisfied. We want we want the gold ball. Kevin, uh, this is this was my number one question for you. Game one, I think I saw you in game – I think we played game three. What have you learned about being a linebacker over the last 12 weeks? It's uh, it's completely different than playing corner. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about it? Oh, I, I mean, to be honest, uh, corner is a lot more running. And running back – I mean, linebacker is a lot more action. And I like the action factor. How about the physicality? Is it? It seems like it's world's difference. Oh yeah, it's it's totally different. Instead of you know a hundred and fifty pound receiver on you, you got maybe two two fifty to three hundred pounds in your face that you got to deal with. I mean, it's it's totally different. Um, what does it mean to get to practice against your teammates? Because I think what you see in practice. Uh, especially some of the guys that 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 that's on that offensive line for South Pittsburgh, it's got to prepare you for Fridays. 
Oh yeah, pain day. I mean, we always try to lock in, and we just we just read our keys and do the best we can. And the guys across from us, they're always giving us the best they got. Uh, I'll this for a second. Uh, you know, I, I told our I told our uh, offensive line they, we were having a, they were having kind of a heated battle here. This might have been two weeks ago, and uh, if the defense. Uh, does something good they kind of get hot you know a lot of them are some of them are starters but some of them are scout team because you know some some of the starting yeah. guys are our offensive guys or whatnot but um so there's a little there's a little banner there back and forth and, and i just went up to all of our offensive linemen and i said guys i said you're sitting here and you're getting so tore out of the frame i said does it not make you feel just a little bit better knowing that the guys that you're facing every day in practice is probably going to be better collectively than probably eight out of 10 teams yeah. that you're going to play on any given Friday night, you know, and, and when, and when they thought of it, I just said, Hey, don't get frustrated. Just keep working. And, um, and so I think that connected with them. I think they understood, you know what, if I can block these dudes, then, I'm probably going to be all right come Friday. You know, it's not always the case, but uh, we like a, you know, as everybody knows, we're 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 deep, we're talented, we're deep. Uh, for the mo- for a single A high school, we're you know we've got some quality backups uh, that I wouldn't mind, that I don't mind putting in uh, on any given play uh, across the board if we needed to. We, we've got we've got a couple at every position that if we had to if we've had to have them and we have. Um, and they've played uh, and done and done their job, and that's all we ask them to do is do your job, rise to the level of your training, uh, and do what you know to do. Don't don't try to do everybody else's job. Just do your job, and uh, and we've seen that come you know into play throughout this whole year, and uh, and what it's also done is it's it's gave those young guys a lot of confidence. So when they do get in, uh, it just you know they're getting experience early. Uh, which is only going to benefit the, the program, you know, for for the future years. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, I wanted to interject about that. But uh, I was coming back to you, Coach. Before I go back to Calvin, I, I have a I have a question for both of you. I want to ask. Um, I get I've seen stadiums all over the South, and something about your field, your home field advantage. It's intimidating to walk into it. Uh, as a as a coach that coaches there, tell me about your home field, and then I want Calvin to tell me what it's like to be there on a Friday night. Well, you know, South Pitt's a special place, and people that's a that's a, you know part of the program or have came through the program. Uh, it's just a mindset, man. Uh, when I, when I wasn't here course i was like everybody else i hated i hated the pirates because I, I never could beat them uh, but when you're part of the program man it really is a special uh, because you know on any given friday night you've got a chance they're going to have they're going to be well coached they're going to have good athletes they're going to have you know good talent for the most part you know year in and year out um the stadium itself is just man the history golly the history i mean you think about you know we just lost bob Sherrill. yeah uh, i know you probably heard of that and uh I, funny story about bob 
uh, when I first came to South Pittsburgh last year, I was sitting in the coaching office. I'd never met Bob, but if you've ever heard his voice, even for just a few seconds, it's just iconic, and it's just one you never forget. Well, this elderly gentleman walked in, and I'm sitting there, you know, with, with his distinct voice. You know, he, he uh, how you doing, young man? And uh, I just looked at him, and I said, you're Bob Sherrill. And uh, he said, yes, sir. And uh, and I introduced myself, and he welcomed me to the family. And uh, if you've ever heard his voice, and, and man, it's just, just sad that uh, – you know, I, I guess God's going to call us all one day. But yes, sir. what that man meant to this program, I mean, I can remember when I played football here in my high school days and hearing that voice, him call the games and, and, and do the, uh, uh, the the voice stuff over the intercom. If you've ever heard his voice, I mean, it's just, just a special, just a special iconic voice. It was and, the voice uh, of South Pittsburgh football. Oh man, it's uh, and there'll never be anybody like him, and that's sad. Uh, they, Coach Stone, uh, had some forethought, and uh, they had uh, had him uh, record some of his famous sayings, and uh, uh, you know, probably the one of the most iconic ones that I that that I can remember is you know, uh, he would always say showtime. Uh, you know, and I just, man, it just gets you pumped up when you when you hear it and you think about it. Uh, you know, there's a few voice clips of him saying, you know, welcome to Bean Stadium or uh, the road to the state championship. I mean, they, they, had it, they, they asked him to record several things. And when you think about that, it was like, man, that, that is so cool that you had him do that. He was willing to do it. He was honored mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, and they've got this stuff that they will play. Uh, periodically throughout the games or at the appropriate time, you know, of the introductions or whatnot, uh, that they will always have Bob's voice over that intercom. And I, I just thought, man, that's, that's just super cool. And, uh, it's really awesome when you hear his voice and just kind of recount those memories of hearing him from when you're, you know, from my childhood, uh, and what he meant to the program and the people of the South Pittsburgh community. That, that is well said coach. And, uh, very well said. And Calvin, as a player, that pirate ship always seems intimidating to me. What's it like to run out into that environment? Uh, it, it's it's electrifying. It really gets you pumped up and gets you in the right mindset to play. Just walking across that pirate ship, just you know, you all eyes on you because that's what people are there for. And yeah, uh, Kevin, um, when you made your decision to transfer uh and i don't want to you know ask you crazy questions this is more about what you what was your expectations and has it lived up to that uh to be honest i mean i really didn't have any expectations i i mean coming to south bend i knew they had some athletes but other than that i, I really didn't i don't really know what to expect um, were you surprised by the athletes on the field at, during practice? And I know here's a funny thing: you had played against all these guys. Yeah, I, I played against several of them uh, and many sports, not just football. Um, well, what do you? Um, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this: How many reps do you get uh, offensive wise? 
per game now. I, I know you had a big touchdown catch a few weeks ago. You still you still get a few offensive size reps uh, during the game, correct? Yeah, well, last game I, I started and uh, I, I played pretty much the whole game until it was about time for JV to go in. But uh, I mean, I'm getting I'm getting some good reps and just I, you got to step up whenever you know players who get the most reps you know go down and have to sit out for a while. Cam, um, or Kevin, tell me about Cam, because I think maybe he is the best story in the state nobody knows. He is a phenomenal quarterback and, and, and running the football, but he also throws such a good ball. Oh, yeah, his ball is nothing like I've ever seen. I mean, first day of practice, you know, I, I, was, I caught a ball from him, and I was like, that is, that's, that's incredible. Like, I, I caught it, and it was like right it was right there it was perfect and it, it had some heat on it he throws up all with some heat yeah yeah coach um uh, without a doubt um i know cam probably at the next level is going to change positions um but this is a young man more than capable of playing at a high level of college football don't you think yeah i, I think i personally think if he could if he could find the right system uh, to where he could be kind of that dual threat guy. I yep. know that they're, you know, I know the bigger schools want, you know, a six two, six three quarterback, and he's not that. <laughs> but man, he's got a big, strong arm. Uh, uh, the things that he needs to continue working on, you know, footwork and things that you just get more precise on at every level you go to. You know, we don't. I'm not worried about that because I know if he if he has a, the desire to do it. And he gets the opportunity. He's a competitor. He's going to want to play. He's going to do exactly as they tell him to do. And he's going to get better at it. And the arm talent's there. I think we all have seen that. Yeah. I think everybody's well aware of that. Uh, you know, a two-year in a row uh, semifinalist for Mr. Football uh, is just a pure talent. Uh, and, I, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad he's on my team. <laughs> I mean. Uh, He's a competitor, uh, but he's a he's a humble guy. Um, I love him. Uh, got to saw uh, uh, got to saw him get saved at church here a couple of weeks back. Hey man, and got don't to, that mean got, the world? Got to saw him get uh, get uh, baptized. Um, so you know, I don't hover over him. I give him a space. I, you know, when I'm outside of football, I, you know, I mean, I'm there if he needs me, and he knows that. And he knows I love him. All these kids do. But uh, it's just really, really special uh, to be able to see that because I know what that I know what the, how big how big of a statement that is. You know, the young man wanted to, uh, you know, make his life right and, and get his heart right and. Uh, and just to see a kid who has got that much influence to do bad things, you know, say, you know what? I don't really want to be that guy. I don't really want to live that lifestyle. Uh, and and the fact that he's a he's a such a natural born leader, and he's and he's so mature to the point to where he realizes, you know, is he perfect? No, he's a kid. Uh, but he's made a conscious effort to try to do the right thing. He, you know, he's, I've been seeing him at, at church. He started visiting church where, uh, that I've been visiting down here in South Pitt. And, um, 
and a lot of our kids go to that church and uh you know it's a it's a great it's a great uh, thing to see these kids uh, be mature enough to want that to, to want to experience you know and, and have faith in their lives uh but he's talented uh, phenomenally talented kid i think he will get an opportunity uh he's already got several it's just going to be a matter you know he's going to have to decide does he want to go play football does he want to go play baseball yep um you know so he'll have to he'll have to sort through some of that stuff uh but he'll be he'll be a uh you know he'll be very successful at whatever he ends up deciding to do but uh no he's uh he's a great leader for our program and uh you know he's uh he, he was accepting, you know, as mo- as they all were, uh, of, of my boy when he came in, uh, you know. And uh, so I, that's as a father, we'll take the coaching thing aside, as a father, you know, when you when your kids are involved, you want them to be included. You want them to be accepted. Uh, you know, and it's, it's hard when you, when you try to switch schools in your senior year. And it's just uh, – and both of my boys, you know, had – had to do it. They, my oldest boy didn't really have a have an option. I, I gave Kevin the option uh, because I saw how it affected on you know the first time, and I just didn't want to do that again. But um, you know, uh, so you just want them to be accepted. You want them to be a part, and uh, the kids uh, seem to love him and accept him, and uh, and he's fit in well, and and he he's got his roles, and uh, and he's helped our program. He's brought a lot of great value to our program. Uh, as a father, I've, I've just, man, I just, uh, uh, you get a little bit emotional when you think about it, to be honest, uh, how rewarding it is to be able to see your kid out there every day. Uh, you know, and, and, and not just in any program. I mean, we've, we've got a legit shot to make it and play for a state championship and not too many, there's not too many stories out there that that, that happens like that. No, uh, sir. But man, it's powerful. And, uh, it's just been such a great ride. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been an honor to, uh, for him to come and be with me. And it's everything I hoped it would have been. Uh, obviously, I, I knew we had a talented group. But, you know, I've had other talented groups that I've been a part of that, you know, uh, got hit in the face and didn't know how to respond. So um, I, hope, I hope that's not the case. Um, but win, lose, or draw, it's been a phenomenal year. Uh, and it's been uh, it's just been time together that you know that's irreplaceable. Absolutely, Kevin. You know, um, I came down when you played at Sequatchie County, where you transferred to to South Pittsburgh, and um, I got a picture with you and and your girlfriend Faith, who I think the world of too. I think you may have been the most hugged person in that stadium that night because your Sequatchie County ex teammates. All of them were dabbing you up in your, of course, your new family over at South Pittsburgh. You've really been blessed to be part of two phenomenal environments. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kevin, tell me, just uh, I'll, I'll let you go after this question. Tell me about some of you. Talk, your dad talked about it a little bit, or Coach Gilly. Tell me about some of your teammates. You know, uh, South Pittsburgh gets a bad rap sometimes. Oh, they're all about football. They're all about this. You know, I've never went up there and um, not had every young person, young man, every young woman trick me with total respect. There's good things happening in South Pittsburgh in football and outside of football. Uh, you 
you you really got good things going up there, right? Yeah, yeah. A uh, couple of your teammates being recruited. Um, that's a big honor for you too, uh, as a teammate, to, to see like uh, Cam nominated for for a semifinalist. You had two semifinals, and that's really a lot about of a team reward. What do you think? Yeah, I mean that that's something special. I mean, I feel like that should be uh, uh, like can, uh, I don't what's the word congratulated. I feel like that's something that should be celebrated, and uh, I mean it's it's something that's very special and that, that doesn't happen often. Yeah, get to root for your teammates. Um, so going to Gordonsville, coming in town, your last shot tonight on here. Uh, Tell me, tell everybody in South Pittsburgh why it's big to get out Friday night and support this football team. Uh, they put, I mean, they put them out last year, and that's you, you know you never want that. So I mean, they're they're trying to prove everybody wrong and take take the take the W. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate your time. I know you just got off the field, and I, anywhere in the world you could be right now. I appreciate you taking your time to be with me, and and I, I really do, buddy. Thank you. Coach Gilly, uh, same question to you, and I'll let us that end tonight. Tell tell folks why it's so important to get out and support this. And again, I'll say it, and you can even respond. Uh, add a little to it. Great kids up in South Pittsburgh doing great things. And it's important for us to get out and support this Friday night. I actually think I'm going to be there Friday night. Well, we'd love to have you. And yes, we do have great kids. Um, you know, it, it, every community has uh, got their fair share of, uh, of things that go on or whatnot. But the kids in the program uh, and the kids that are that are in this school, our, our administration uh, here is phenomenal. Uh, our our principal uh, Paige Hill. Uh, I'm not don't know if you're familiar with her, but yes, man, she is just a, she's a jewel. Uh, she is a, uh, a lifer here. She she went to school here. She taught here. I, I, I don't know that she's ever had a a, a job outside of here, uh, and now she's the principal. So uh, she is a uh, she is a wonderful leader. Uh, our assistant principal, uh, Coach Grider, uh, Heath Grider. Uh, of course, you know the Grider the Grider name. Uh, their daddy Don, and then his brother Vic was the head coach here for many, many years, and, and won a lot of state titles and whatnot. Uh, but our administrators are just phenomenal people, and they're easy to work with. And uh, I love working for them. To be honest with you, uh, uh, they run a good school here. Um, kids are good, uh, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's we we do need a big turnout. Uh, kids feed off energy, high energy. Uh, the louder, you know, uh, pack, pack the stadium. Uh, Gordonsville will bring a, you know, they'll bring a big crowd. Uh, it place should be rocking on Friday. I mean, it, it should be electric. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't, I can't wait for, for Friday to get here. But, we, you know, we've got some prepar- uh, preparation to do. And, um, and uh, but, yeah, hopefully everybody can come out and, uh, uh Unless you're driving to Chattanooga or somewhere else, I mean we're the only show in town. So yes, sir. I, I expect I expect it to be a uh, full capacity packed packed house, and uh, hopefully we get them cannon that, that cannon rolling. Yeah, that cannon's intimidated, Coach. Um, 
you and Kevin, I'll tell you what you do. Let's make a deal. Uh, let's uh, plan on meeting on Monday night, two weeks from now, and having another conversation. And uh, hopefully we'll get to have that conversation live here on River City Media. I appreciate you and Kevin taking the time. Um, it, it's, you know, uh, I don't know if he's with you, but I'll tell you, you have a fine young man there with you. And I thank a lot of Kevin and, and I wish nothing but the best of luck to y'all Friday night. Well, I greatly appreciate it. I appreciate you having us on again, and uh, it's quite an honor. And uh, and uh, well, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping these pirates can uh, can make everybody proud that's in this community uh, come Friday night when that horn blows. So uh, if y'all can make it out, we'd love to have uh, anybody that's uh, wants some good, clean fa- uh, family entertainment for a reasonable price. Uh, should be electric. Should be electric. Absolutely. Coach Kelly, thank you for your time, and I appreciate it. And hopefully we'll get to do this again uh, very, very soon. And uh, I appreciate your time, too. All right. Thank you. It's been, it's been, uh, been an honor, and, uh, and hopefully we can do it again here soon. Thank yeah, you. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Coach Gilly. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Uh, sorry, Phil, had to drop off. I want to take a second to um, – talk about Valley football and uh, why we all talk about Valley football. Um, And that's one of the Valley football teams, you know, South Pittsburgh, Marion, Sequatchie, Bledsoe, Friday night. He's right. He's the last team standing. So everybody, please, and I'm going to get out, drive from Chattanooga, hopefully get to see this Gordonville South Pittsburgh game. Let's all get out and support this team. Uh, great young folk, great coaching staff, and uh, here at River City Media, we're proud this week to get to be a South Pittsburgh Pirate, and we'll be rolling with the Pirates this week, next week, and hopefully all the way to Finley Stadium. I want to thank Kevin Gilly, Ricky Gilly for their time, Bill Harris, who had to couldn't get back in to talk to Coach Gilly, but um, we'll see you next Monday and here on Beyond the Booth. Thank you. God bless you and be safe.